So I went along to this house in Manchester and this teacher had been teaching for over 50 years, maybe 57, maybe more, and he taught twice a week under the umbrella of a Buddhist society. And I wanted to go and see, I just had to go and see. I didn't wear any particular kind of clothes. I had no certificates to do with this, what I was sharing all these years. I had no teacher who guided me through what people told me I was doing, healing or the teachings or the knowings. I had no qualification. I, I, I belonged to no lineage. I belonged to no authorities, no groups. And even though I was an Ashtanga yoga practitioner for many years, I didn't belong to anything and I was happy to give it all up. In fact, I'll be very honest with you all, it just all happened always. I had no desire, I lost desire many, many years ago. That sounds strange to hear, I'm sure. But there there seemed to be no desire, no rejection of anything there seemed to be no running towards anything everything in this life just always happens spontaneously something that often upset quite a lot of people who often were close to me I had no concept of time um I'd never lived my life by time I never wanted to wear a watch I never was good with time people would say I couldn't plan things I everything I've done, even this conversation right now, recording this, is just done. There's no script here. So I went along and I walked in and there were maybe 10, 15 people sitting around this this man. And I went and sat, there was a space literally right to his side. And it was the break time and he stood up, I stood up, and he took hold of my hand and he said, I've been, I've been waiting for you. And we went into another room and there we sat and we chatted and it was the self, meeting the self, in adoration of the self. And we, we held hands, we hugged. And it was a wonderful, wonderful talk in which he shared many things with me. Many things, personal things. And we just smiled, just smiled. And I went back a second time a few months after. And I sat down on the floor only for maybe 45 minutes. And every time I went, second, third, maybe fourth time, I can't remember if I was there for a fourth time, I'd have members of the group coming and sit beside me and again just ask me questions about life, tell me their problems, look for guidance and I would speak to Russell again, he would take me off into a room and show me around the house and we'd talk about teachers and life and wonderful. On the second time one of Russell's devotees, Stephen came and sat beside me and he said, you know don't you, you know more than any of us here. I just know that you know. And he asked many more questions and he said many many more lovely things. And the next time I went, maybe it was the last time, 
I was only there for maybe 30, 40 minutes. A young lady said to me, you must have known Russ for so many years. I said, no, this is only possibly the third time I've met him in this time. She was shocked. Well, I didn't go back for a long time, maybe nine, ten months, but I kept in touch. There were ways that that happens. And Russell physically passed. He transitioned, you could say. I knew exactly when he was going to transition, like I've always done with things in life and people. But I knew we were very, very close in ways that words cannot describe and the physicalness of nature cannot describe. A few days after, his devotee rang me and he said that I can put this on the website but it's far easier just to say it. He said, I feel I've got to tell you something. That I feel that Russell would want you to know. And he said, the first time you came to the house, after all the years, 30 years maybe I've been with Russell, I've never seen him behave a certain way. Um, And it was really interesting, he said, because... He said, we got into the car because he drove him back and forth to his house um, from the meetings. And he said, we got into the car and he was rather, rather ecstatic. He was rather, he was rather happy. He looked extremely happy when he was talking to you that night when you first came. And he was elated. And he said it was so good to meet me. Russell said it was so good to meet that young lady. It was heartening to meet someone so young. And he said to Stephen, he implied that she knew, Shelley knew, what Russell, what he was trying to help people to see. And that Shelley, that I didn't need to go there any further at all. I didn't need to be there. I didn't require any teaching from him at all. He also said that it was a sign to him that things were working as they should be, that maybe there was a bigger picture, and he got the feeling that somehow he took my visit as a positive confirmation of something more. This devotee and I have stayed in regular contact, and he said that This was a very rare thing for Russell to have said this. I knew there was no teaching to learn there. I just wanted to see someone who'd experienced what I had. And yet there was no I that had experienced it, if that makes any sense. I lost the identity, the physical identity of body, a long time ago. At the same time, I was helping volunteering in a care home where there were nuns around this same time. And the nun took hold of my hand one day and she said, you are so near to God, aren't you? And then I was looking after a very well-known Buddhist monk in the care home who'd been there um, for a couple of years. He'd been a teacher in a particular Monastery, a lineage of Buddhism, for over 40 years. He was one of the venerable monks there. 
a very renowned monk, and we become good friends. Within the first few occasions that he met me, he took hold of my hand and he said, you are enlightened. You are Tara. Now I'm saying these things because I've been asked to tell the story. Ask me whether or not I actually identify with them, the words. No, there's only ever a feeling of humility. I have never said that I am enlightened. I would never say that I'm enlightened. There was an experience that I have always been the same. But the experience in 2011 showed me that which I am. It showed me the true nature in far greater depth than I'd experienced before. And it's never left me. I always felt the oneness But after that experience in 2011, that feeling of the oneness was every part of this existence. It never left, that everything was one and everything is that that I am. That everything I could see was made of this pure light, that I'd recognize self completely, that quality of being the spirit had been completely and utterly discovered. Of course, there were always stories, stories within stories. And I've done my best to tell you that which I think you would like to hear. As to the reason that I am here telling you this, I've never said this much ever before. We always look outside. We look for everything outside to bring us to that freedom. But my story is here to tell you that freedom is here. That love, that peace is here. And it is within each and every one of us. Why this story is this way, who knows? It is what it is and all is well. I feel very blessed. But there is a knowing that we are not separate. I hope that I've answered questions that many of you may have had. I hope that I've helped with some of the curiosity that maybe some of you had. But all I can say is that the nature of consciousness is the natural way. And 
it is here for all. It is all, all that there is. So I bid you a wonderful day and I hope your hearts feel as full and as joyful as they can be. All my love.